0: Welcome to the Dynamic Company Culture Spotlight Podcast. I am David Lindsay, co-founder, lead educator, and speaker at Phantom Leap Education. At Phantom Leap Education, we believe people have so much more inside of them than they realize. And through our services, we help them become the best versions of themselves possible. Beyond the individual, we also believe that company culture is such a large part in creating a business that not only survives... But we'll thrive through the tough times as we've all been through the last few years. So over the next 20 to 30 minutes, we'll be shining a spotlight on businesses that have achieved this and how you may be able to incorporate some of their ideas and philosophies into your business. Stick around until the end and I'll reveal how you can become a guest on a future podcast. Now is the time to sit back, take down some notes and enjoy this episode the Dynamic Company Culture Spotlight podcast. And welcome to this week's episode of the Dynamic Company Culture podcast. In today's episode, we have Anthony Harcher. Anthony's a clinical nutritionist and mental health professional and founder of Me My My Wellness. Anthony, welcome to the podcast. And would you like to tell the, the listeners about yourself?
1: Absolutely. Uh, thank you, David, for having me on the show. And I look forward to uh, sharing my wisdom and knowledge on the subject of uh, mental health and uh, corporate culture. So uh, thanks. Yeah, thanks again for having me on. really appreciate it. Uh, in terms of uh, about me, uh, it's it's a I guess it's a, it can be a, it can be a long story <laughs> or a short story. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you the uh, the short story um, and not the long one. Uh, so essentially, I started out in corporate as a chemical engineer. So I've spent fifteen years I spent fifteen years in corporate. Uh, so I was climbing the corporate ladder, <laughs> and it, initially, I enjoyed the um, the I guess the challenge of solving uh, customers' problems. But then as you get better at doing that, you get elevated within the company. Mm. And that's where things didn't resonate with me. I've got more internal politics. And for me, I just wanted to help people solve problems. And uh, so essentially uh, in that journey, I, I thought, well, what, what is it that I really want to help people solve problems with? And I had this thing that was always inside me, a passion for health and well-being ever since I was a kid. I was reading books and I remember reading Wayne Pierce's book um, on health. Uh, So that's how old I am.
0: And (laughs) And that's a good guy to follow as well when it comes to health.
1: Absolutely. And then I remember jumping onto Arnold Schwarzenegger's book and he's. uh, I I got into the gym and uh, eating well and looking after myself. I love my sports. And anyway, I ended up following this career in uh, a more traditional path, such as uh, university and then chemical. And so once I re- reignited with my passion of health, I decided, okay, I need to develop some credibility in this space. As much as I've got a passion for it and I love learning about it and I've been teaching myself, I thought, okay, I'll go and get some formal qualifications. And I did that. So I ended up with a uh, another degree in uh, health science, majoring in nutrition and dietetic medicine, and a degree in complementary medicine. <laughs> so hence where I am today, where I, I love what I do, and I love serving others and helping them solve their health problems.
0: Yeah, and it makes such a world of difference when you love doing what you do. Like you said, climbing up the corporate ladder and then the internal politics is just enough to drag a lot of people down. And that sort of leads me into what this podcast is about it's really about company culture and celebrating the brilliant company cultures that are around. So no doubt seeing it in from the inside out, seeing it in a negative way. How would you say that that, that affects people that you're working with at the moment, whether it's a negative company culture or a positive company culture?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh- a negative one, well, we've actually seen what the negative effect is has had on companies in terms of employees resigning and 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 mm. walking out the door. So as people on this podcast have heard about the great resignation, uh, we had the great pause, and then that led to the great resignation. So the the COVID pandemic certainly allowed people to reflect on what they, what they were doing and also what they would like to do. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and so yeah, people were, I guess, given a tap on the shoulder by COVID to say, maybe look at something that you mm. really want to do uh, and get, a, get away from what you don't like. And I, I've read papers where, like, I think it's all statistics, essentially, uh, that 60% of employees leave because of their manager. Uh, and it's probably mm-hmm. changed a little bit. It's probably gone up. It's probably gone up a little yeah, bit more. I but it uh, can go up for sure. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, yeah. So, certainly seen that side of people leaving because of the uh, disconnection they've had with their company. And that, that was probably ongoing. Uh, but in terms of great company cultures, you certainly see people just love what they, they're doing within that company and they get mm-hmm. recognized. And, uh, I think one of the big things I've noticed with these companies that do that really well is the voice of the employee is heard. Uh, so yeah. the, the, there's opportunities for the employee to speak out and it, they're listened to. So like some of these companies have these Ability for employees to speak out, but it's not acted upon. And so it means yeah. nothing. But the companies that do really well is where they're listening to the voice of the employee, as well as the customer. Obviously, you know, the customer's <laughs> got to be heard as well. But uh, it's important that the employees also listen to.
0: Yeah, I, I could imagine that would be so frustrating. Just because, like you said, if your voice isn't heard, well, then what's the point in saying it? It, it becomes you just another notch in the belt, so to speak. As opposed to yeah, the companies that allow you to have that that voice, and not just have a voice, but to be listened to, and it's not always going to be acted upon, but for it to be you know partially worked in to the running of the business.
1: Absolutely, and I I think the Generation Z uh, are, are big believers in. Uh, in you know they have belief in themselves and they want to make a difference and they want to be heard and i think the millennials are sort of the ones that were uh cutting the pathway uh, for the gen said to come in but uh yeah, yeah so it's um it, it's really important and and i agree with you you know not, not every time that the uh that the company can act upon it you know but it, it, it's certainly got to show that it's mm. heard the employee's voice
0: yeah 100 and especially like you said with the great resignation that's that has been going on and whether that's slowing down or whether it's just going to pick up again, the way everything's going. But the last two years in particular have been an, a crazy time for everybody involved. How has your business really zigged while others zigzagged zagged and how has it affected you, your business and all that goes on with that?
1: It's had a massive, a massive effect. And, uh, I, initially, it was sort of a bit daunting because mm. there was no customers. Right, yeah. essentially, I was thinking, "What do I do with myself now?" <laughs> uh, but a, as you said, I certainly uh, zigged and um, and I started podcasting. I thought, well, my mission, you know, when I set up me and my wellness was to enhance and enlighten the well-being of others, and I was doing that through face, you know, face-to-face consulting, essentially. Mm. And then I thought, okay, I can get onto uh, you know grab a microphone and, and and get onto podcasting and then still be able to educate and empower others through another medium and then I did I did webinars at the same time as I was podcasting so it really it got me to many uh so to speak mm. you know I was able to leverage my time better uh because of it and the other thing that it really transformed was the way we do healthcare. so always you you. Be you know booking appointments, traveling to that appointment, waiting in the waiting mm. list, and getting you know in the waiting queue. I meant to say, uh, getting frustrated with uh, you know. I just I just want to go and see the doctor or see the the specialist and and but now you essentially can book you know telehealth appointments, and mm. that's how it's really changed my business. My my business I was geographically bound essentially, so being in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Only eastern suburbs people in Sydney would come and see me. Mm. But but now I'm supporting people in Queensland, in Victoria, overseas in the USA. It, it, it's really opened up the opportunities for me. Uh, mm. So th- there's been so many pros um, to what's happened. And obviously, you know, there has been the drawbacks. Um, but, yeah, I, I've certainly benefited i think the healthcare industry has benefited we've got better technology as a result of it mm. and it pushed me out of my comfort zone uh, I, you know i was getting quite comfortable
0: <laughs> and that that's where the as we all know that's where the real growth happens is outside of the comfort zone like you said you, you're comfortable i've been to your offices at, at westfield if is that where you're still at at westfield looking down over the water and it's a really great place to be so i can imagine you're just getting back and enjoying the view but yeah being forced out of your comfort zone—it's a—and great stuff has come from it.
1: Absolutely, like I—I I had a vision that I'd end up podcasting at some point, but I—I I never thought it would happen two years ago. And it was COVID that really got me out of my comfort zone. Mm. And I, you know, and, and I wasn't comfortable with it initially. You know, it's nerve-wracking. Uh, but obviously, after two years of doing it, it becomes less nervous, and uh, and I'm really enjoying it. So, you know, I'm, I'm actually grateful for COVID, for, mm. you know, stepping me out of my comfort zone. It also got me into webinars, running webinars, because before that I was doing face-to-face seminars, but yeah. webinars enables me to, again, broaden my reach. Uh, before it was just geographical people would come and see me. Like if I was giving a talk at the Maroubra, li- Maroubra Library, then I'd have people in the Maroubra area come and visit me. So, um yeah. Yeah, so now I can get like I remember in COVID when I was doing webinars, I was getting a heap of people from the UK, US. It was incredible. It was, it was really global.
0: Yeah, it's and I've noticed that as well, where yeah, before it was just local, you could only get that tiny little market. But because we were all forced into lockdown, people are so used to doing stuff through Zoom, They're so used to doing the online courses, doing online, as you said. Um, meeting people for for doctors, you go there and you can do it online. You can do it virtually, so that not only saves the time in travelling from here to there, but you're accessible to people in the UK, people in the US, people in India, people in Asia, all around the world. So, as you mentioned, I think there's so many positive stuff to have come from the last uh, two two and a half years, and a lot of that, as you keep going back to, you had to step outside of your comfort zone. And that really forced everybody to do that. And people are still forced to step out outside of their comfort zone and really stretch. So what's, say, three things that you're really grateful for over the past two years? Take away the podcast, because and we'll talk about your podcast a little bit later because I'm i a fan. I love listening to it. And you do have some fantastic guests on there. But what's uh, a couple of other things that you're really grateful for that have helped the past couple of
1: years? Oh, certainly the connection with family like so it was uh like just being you know you're locked in your own house and you you know you're stuck with your children and you you know your <laughs> wife. I mean it, and but we really rallied together and we supported yeah. one another and we and like we really bunkered down you know put the opened, closed the hatchet and then really you know work together mm. as a team and. And we we had a lot of fun together. So we we're often reflecting back on that period and saying, oh, wasn't that great? You know, we really enjoyed it. And like <laughs> we would have our uh, theme nights where we'd um, embrace a culture and we'd dress up, and then we would uh, someone would look up about that culture, and then put on a presentation about the yeah. culture. We'd also nice. eat the food of that culture. And it was a lot of fun. And we actually missed, we had that, we are doing that every weekend. And it's something that we thought, well, I mean, there's no reason why we can't do it now. But it was <laughs> It was sort of, we probably had a bit more time to uh, do those things. And then the fact that the, um, you know, we're exercising together. So it was, we'd go out together as a family, would go walking, uh, would ride bikes together. And so that was, yeah, it was just really, you know, guess the family getting together and really bonding closer uh so Mm -hmm. that was probably the biggest thing i was grateful for uh in terms of my own health i you know i was looking to what else i could do to improve that and i was yeah i guess getting outside and exercising more Uh, before that i was training Mm -hmm. in the gym a lot so it was good to see what i could do um in outdoor sort of fitness and just body weight resistance and all that so it it challenged me in terms of my own training so i really enjoyed that and then i i'd say the th- the third one for me was really uh just touching base with people so reaching out like having the time to reach out and check in to see how others were going and how they were faring and how i could help them out mm. so i I think I had certainly more time to do that and to check in and, and we would, would have family gatherings on zoom and stuff like that and, and trivia nights and stuff yeah. like that. So it was really cool.
0: I'd, yeah. I Going on that last point, I think it's funny that even though we were locked down in our own individual, our little cubby holes, that it really gave us the time and enabled us to reach out. And yes, it may not have been physically touching them, but to reconnect with people with friends that you may not have spoken to for two or three years, just give them a buzz and see how things are going. Like you said, have that, that family time. Yes, it was forced family time, but it's still fun family time. And that's time that we're never gonna get back again, hopefully, hopefully never gonna get back again. <laughs> and and with the mental side of things, how how do you help people overcome like these tough obstacles? whether it be the last two years, or you know, they might have gone through something as losing their job, not due to the great resignation, but just due to you know life no longer needing them because of the the advancement um, with the work.
1: Yeah, so I, I certainly want them to put the events in perspective. and I, I say events, like I, I'm not labeling the event. I say it's an event because in life, we will have all sorts of events come into our lives. And what we take away from it is our perspective of it, right? But there's mm. there's always a, another side to the perspective that we've taken, and it's the unconscious, unconscious. We're unconscious of that. We're only conscious of what we can sense. And so, what I do with my clients is to help them to see that event as something on the way, not in the way. So it's yeah, on I the way to, <laughs> to where love they're it. going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and to help them see it that it's um, on the way as opposed to in the way, it's really going to that event and finding that uh, balanced perspective on that event so they see it objectively. So, like, for example, take COVID. You know, during COVID and even now people will talk about all the bad things. So, you know, I lost my job, I lost my income, I lost this and lost this. And and so they're looking at all the negatives. Yeah, But we can balance that perspective with what has come into their life as a positive or what has left their life as a positive. So they they may have been in a a terrible relationship, but what the pandemic did was brought it to a head and they've left that person that was horrible to them or they didn't like and they wanted to move on from. So it's it's bringing them to realize that there's two sides uh, to it and we can perfectly balance that event. So it's neutral. We see it objective. Yeah. And we can see how it served us as opposed to thinking, oh, it was terrible. You know, it was so drastic. It was, you know, tr- you know. A- and this is typically how we're wired from the media is to yeah. see the, negatives. the negative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's funny that what you were talking about before and this instance and what we've spoken about before as well, where like we, everyone in the world went through COVID and, but yet. You've come up with positive after positive after positive. And that's the way I like to look at it as well. You come up with positive and it just becomes that snowball effect because, and I'm, I'm not saying it was all, all rosy. It was tough. And the first day that the gym closed down for, for me, I did act. I cried. I cried for probably five or so minutes, not sobbing, but just what now? And my wife came and we, we just took some time together. And then another important thing you said is that you guys created that team. And that's what we did as well. We created that team. And same as in business, when you get the teams that are all going towards the same ending. And you really get everyone, not jumping on the train and riding, but everyone's there pushing pushing the train in the same direction. But yeah, the sorry, going back to the first point was looking for that positive. And it is, I believe, and like I'm sure that you can tell us how, how you can train that response. So, like you said, we're trained by the media to go instantly negative, instantly negative. What have you done to go instead of instantly negative, flip that and go, where's a positive? What's a little tip?
1: Yeah, it's it's actually taking a pause. Uh so when we uh perceive an event and Again, depending on what the event is, it, it can really, You know, it's going to turn on our fight flight or um fight with fight flight or freeze, freeze response. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and that's our amygdala, and and it's you know it's it's wired like that for survival. Yeah. But what we can do is take the blood glucose and oxygen to the prefrontal cortex, which is our executive function, is where we have our governance, right? Mm-hmm. by taking a pause, by taking in some deep breaths. Uh, so that really takes us out of that fight, flight or freeze response and enables us to then reflect on what's just happened and and we can respond accordingly. And, and, and for mm-hmm. example, just say you're in the workplace and someone gives you feedback that you initially perceived as not so <laughs> favourable, right? Yeah. <laughs> rather than allow your amygdala to run your emotional response, which could just fuel the fire and then result, you know, result in this uh, confrontation and uh, exactly a big bomb going off is to actually take a pause and, and then you can, you know, really, I guess, better reflect on what was said um, and then see it more objectively. So, as, as we know the feedback you know feedback is the breakfast of champions and you know through all your sporting career that mm. you know you've learnt more from when you've lost fights from when you've lost yeah. football games than what you did from winning premierships or winning fights and and so Definitely. it's it's the feedback and and how we perceive the feedback and, and what we take from it you know and enables us to actually better respond so for mm. me I think to answer your question to go back to it, is, is to really take that pause and, and to take some deep breaths because you'll respond in a much more objective way and a mm. way that's going to enhance the interaction as opposed to add fuel to the fire as you say cause an explosion <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure and that that's something that all of the listeners can take in straight away that when and I recommend that everyone go and try this next time they're having a conversation with someone and it doesn't even have to be necessarily feedback. It can just be when people are waiting for an answer, just pause for a little bit. And Anthony, you know, as well as I know how uncomfortable that's going to feel initially because people like to fill the silence, but just pause, take a big deep breath, think about it and then deliver your response. Cause I know that i do this as well and it's a great little tip and it was at the back there. So thank you very much for bringing that forward. But how creating that pause, you have power in the pause. How when you pause for just that little second, not only does it give you a clearer mind, but people tend to lean forward because they go, oh, he's going to tell us something very thought-provoking.
1: Absolutely. And I was, I was just thinking about back in your wrestling days when you get into, you know, you get caught and you think, oh, I'm going to have to tap out of this. But if you pause in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, recollect your thoughts, You'll go to the prefrontal cortex and be creative in terms of an escape out of that, mm. you know, out of that grab or I don't know, grappling or whatever it's called.
0: <laughs> but, um, oh, no, because yeah, yeah. you're saying that it's taken me back to so often when we, yeah, we're in bad situations and people that aren't trained and training in pausing in conversation is like training in wrestling in that bad position. If you haven't trained, you're going to panic. You're going to just keep flailing. And you're going to waste energy and have to tap out. But if you're trained, you can slow things down. You don't necessarily have to move fast. You just have to protect yourself first and then think of an option to go with. That That's brilliant. I, I really do encourage people to really practice. If anything this week, practice is one thing. When you get feedback from someone or even just ask a question, take that time and it creates that muscle of being able to sit in the silence sit in that uncomfortable region and sound more intelligent and be more intelligent as well because you've given yourself time to think about it
1: absolutely david and just adding to that it's the same as when we realize that someone's not themselves like we're we're trained or you know we've been told to say are you okay and often that person will respond with that sort of yeah yeah well, everything's good, fine They're yeah it well, should Thanks. be right yeah all yeah. good all good <laughs> uh, but what how how it relates to i guess having that pause and, and and taking that moment is actually allowing that person the space and so when they start speaking is not thinking that you got to have the solutions and give them the answer to to their problems is to actually just to hold the space for them and allow them to speak and allow them to continue to speak. The moment we interject and sort of throw something at, they then they close up. Uh, but if if we sort of nod our heads and encourage further conversation without interjecting, they're thinking, well, this person's really listening. They really want to hear what I have to say. And so they continue to mm. talk. And so, like, I can see you now, David, you're nodding your head. You're encouraging me to keep talking. And so, and this is exactly how we have the conversation in the workplace is actually allowing the space. And I I think the important thing about the space is not like if you're rushing down the corridor and you've got to get to a meeting, don't ask if that person's okay then. Mm. You've got to have the time to hear them out. So, you've actually got to make sure that you've, you know, you don't want to be rushing and having a deadline and having to hurry that conversation. You actually want to have the time. So yeah. that you can give them the space uh, to share what's really going on. And you don't have to have the answers or solutions. They just want to be mm. heard. And together as a team, or, you know, you can discuss uh, other people that could come in to help them out or whatever. But it, it it really is that just being able to hear out the problem is the important thing.
0: All right, 100%. And like you said, it's not just not ru- being in a rush, but also being present. Because like, you you no doubt see it because I, I know I've seen it when I've gone into companies and you talk to them or you're doing work with them and you see a manager rush past and they say something but, and you can say whatever you like. I like to throw in random just words to see if people are paying attention <laughs> and because so often like it happens, we just go on automatic pilot and that goes right back to what you said at the beginning of the podcast where companies that have that culture of have of the employees having a voice, but not just having a voice, but it being heard as well. That can make all the difference in the world.
1: Absolutely, David. It's mm. it, it's so important. And it, it's probably the biggest tip that I give for mental health, mental, mental health first aid yes. is a, a, a having the space and allowing the time. Uh, Cause mm. too often people are in a rush and they, they may ignite something, but then that person will think, Oh, they're too busy for for them to hear me out. And so they won't actually share. And so, that person will then perceive that 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 person they've just asked is okay, but it's not the the case. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: A hundred percent. And especially over the last two years when people are feeling the strain, I know in, well, we're both from Sydney. In Sydney and in Australia, we really got away from it quite light. So a lot of other companies that I've spoken to, and that's one of the things that's really opened the lines to be able to have this Zoom so if you have a Zoom with someone, it can just be like it's just you and I. We do have that time. We do have that connection. And being able to have that but face-to-face is better, but being able to be consciously with them, not, a, not around and not, uh, uh, because like you said, once you, if you ask a question and you nick off, that you don't know what's going on. You might have flicked the, um, the match on some petrol. And that person could end up seething and it just end up bad.
1: Absolutely. And that, they could potentially take away that that person doesn't really care about me. Mm. Uh, yeah, Which is
0: not good for a company culture <laughs> nah. at all. Yeah,
1: absolutely. absolutely.
0: And and as we start to wind up, because I'm just like, I could just keep talking and talking and talking with you about all this sort of stuff. And you know that we can as well. We've done it before. Um, what would you like to tell With the knowledge that you've got now, what would you like to tell a 15 year old Anthony?
1: Uh, 15 year old Anthony, uh, yeah, follow your heart, really Mm. engage, yeah, engage your heart, connect with your heart, and follow and pursue what your heart is telling you. So, uh, I think as a kid, we certainly know what we love uh, and and to do it, uh, to embrace it and, and not to listen to the outside influences of the world just really have you know belief in yourself and know that it you've got the fire within you and to really fuel that fire by you know, taking the necessary steps and you now they could be small steps initially but mm. that will build momentum and as you know what it is like when momentum builds it, it snowballs and snowballs and becomes, becomes much- unstoppable yeah, absolutely absolutely yeah.
0: And one thing that you said there as well is like kids, I I love talking to my daughter and and I know that you love talking to your kids because we bumped into you a couple of weeks ago. And it was just the dreams that they have, keeping that dream alive. Why as adults should we not still have these massive dreams and massive goals to aim for? And I, I think it's because so many people do, and it's not necessarily a big fire hose that's putting it out. It's all of these people with just a cup of water, a cup of water. Whereas if you can somehow block that out from whether it's from the child, we can't do anything from our past, but we can certainly do it from now. If people are throwing water at you, either put a, an umbrella up or move. Move somewhere where you're there with people that have those big, massive goals and strive for it together.
1: 100%. Totally agree, David. <laughs> and.
0: <laughs> And Anthony, you you have your own podcast, which every everyone here listening, I was a guest on uh, last week and it was a lot of fun. So Anthony, whereabouts can they find you, your podcast? Whereabouts can they connect with you? And yeah, just tell us more about how they can get in contact with you.
1: Yeah, I think the best portal is my website because the website has my webinars, has my podcast on it. Uh, so go to me and Uh, so yeah. And you'll also find, uh, connections with all my social media. So all the uh, connections to all my platforms that are mine yeah. uh, is via my website, I have my email address, there, phone number. So yeah. Yeah. Visit my website. Yeah,
0: so just one stop shop. Yeah. Everyone go and visit me and my wellness.com.au. And Anthony, I just want to thank you so much for being a fantastic guest and giving us those couple of takeaways are worth it. They're worth to go out and practice and they'll see the results in no time. So, Anthony, thank you very much.
1: Uh, Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate you having me on your podcast. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Dynamic Company Culture Spotlight podcast. If you're a successful chief operations officer, human resource manager, or someone that runs a successful business that also has a great company culture and you believe that you have a story to share with the wider community and would like to be a guest on a future podcast, please visit the link below. Or if you can think of anyone who you know would be a brilliant guest on this podcast, tag them in. And as always, feel free to share this far and wide. The further we can get this podcast, the more impact we can have. So don't forget to share this on all social media platforms and help others along the way. Don't forget to tag the DCCS podcast as I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. As we post regularly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss episodes that will possibly help your business ramp up to a whole nother level. Your ratings and reviews go a long way to helping us get recognised and to promote the show. They mean a lot to my team and I. If you want to know more, go to our website www.phenomleaf.com.au p h e n omleap.com.au or follow me on LinkedIn and feel free to message me there. Thank you very much for listening and we look forward to giving you more tips on next week's episode.